You are listening to My HR Buzz, brought to you by My HR Concierge. Hosted by Chris Cooley, we'll bring you various topics and guests to shed light on the often confusing world of HR and also employee screening. We'll be putting the human in human resources. I want to thank you for joining us today on the My HR Buzz podcast. Uh, I do want to remind you, uh, we are. You can find our podcast at any of the the normal normal places such as iTunes, and we encourage you to do that and also hit that subscribe button so that you can always have the latest information. Um, today we're going to talk about adverse action. Uh, it's something that a lot of employers are maybe not familiar with. They should be, um, and we brought in uh, Kim Lewis with My HR Screens. Uh, she's the client development manager there and and also has over 20 years experience in uh, employee screening. To kind of talk through this process with us, why is it important? What do employers need to do? Uh, and just kind of go through there to give you a good understanding of, of what that is, because it is a very important process. So we want to thank you for joining us, Kim. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Yeah, so as we talk about adverse action, um, tell us a little bit, what is adverse action as it relates to uh, you know, background checks and employment decisions and, and those types of things? Well, it, it is the the end process to your background screenings. Um, you know, you, you have to make sure that you have a compliant uh, program from beginning to end, which begins with providing the disclosure to your candidate uh, and the auth- obtaining his authorization or her authorization, uh, conducting the screening, Uh, receiving the results back. Uh, If there is something that may have a negative impact on the hiring decision, uh, the pre-adverse action letter must go out to the candidate and it must be accompanied by the summary of rights and a copy of the background background check. At that point, if the candidate sees something on their background check that they do not agree with or would wish to dispute, um, they're to be given a window, um, a reasonable amount of time to contact the CRA and dispute uh, the findings. When we are contacted with a dispute, uh, we immediately reopen the file and we will re-verify any and all Uh, aspects of what the candidate is disputing, put that into the candidate's report and return it to uh, the client. Um, At that point, if the client does not have any kind of an impact with what we have found by reinvestigation, they will then be required to issue the adverse action letter uh, letting the candidate know that they have decided not to move forward. Okay. So that's pretty much the process from beginning of a background check to the end. Okay. So let's um, break that down a little bit. And, and really what this is, it sounds like is this is a way for applicants to where if there is an adverse employment decision, so there's something found on their background check that that employer decides they just can't live with. Um, this is a way for them to review that and to make sure that um, if there is a rebuttal, that they that they have the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. That is vital. Um, if there has been an error made in a courthouse somewhere, um, 
we will certainly want to get that corrected. Um, if someone has uh, misverified an education or an employment verification, that is very, very important to them obtaining employment, and we will certainly get to the bottom and reinvestigate that. It's, it's vital that that step is taken. Okay, and 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 just to give an example, I know you know a, a lot of times. Um, I don't know that you know. It, I know that a lot of employers do not perform this uh, process, uh, and but it's so important. Um, you know, if you don't do it, there's risks of fines and penalties, and uh, it can get really um, expensive for that employer if they don't. And and, and things like that do happen. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, I know we were working with uh, an employer years ago, and they were using um, another background check company. It's one of the big background check companies, and they uh, went through the same situation. They um, background checked an employee, or uh, it was a, a new employee, and it came back had an adverse, um, you know, something adverse on their background check. Uh, they went through this process, told the employee you know, we're not going to be able to hire you based on your background check. And that employee didn't dispute it. And what they found out was uh, after they went back and went through this process is the, the information that was on the background check um, when they followed up and re-verified it was actually a different race than the person they were hiring. Yep. And so with that, then then they got it all straightened out. And so this is so this is a really good step and a really good way just to make sure that, you know, when we do make those hiring decisions, that that um, it gives that applicant every opportunity to make sure that the best and accurate information is, you know, is provided. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to implement uh, a background screening program within your company, this is non-negotiable. It is just as important as the disclosure and the gathering of the authorization. Um, and it's not a step that you can ever skip. And, you know, I make sure when I talk to clients that they understand that, you know, this is a vital step in your, um, in your screening program. And, you know, I make sure they're, their users understand that this must be followed, you know, and it protects the, the candidate and it also protects the client. Um, and both are important. No, absolutely. And, and I know you talked a little bit about the, the process before, um, but maybe just kind of breaking that down just a little bit. Uh, and one thing I do want to say is what we'll talk about today is really from a federal perspective. Um, and uh, so there could be specific state or city uh, requirements uh, where you know where you live or where your business is located. So you want to make sure of that. We're going to primarily talk about from a federal perspective. Uh, but so so we we run the background check. Uh, we decide there's a um, there's an issue, whatever that may be, and and we let that employee know that hey, we're probably not going to be able to hire you. So we give them that pre adverse um, action notice. How long do they have to uh, respond to that? I mean, is this something that can just drag on for weeks? Is this something that's fairly finite? How does that typically work? Well, it's it's labeled a reasonable period of time. Um, you know, some 
employers will wait seven business days. Others will wait 10. Uh, it's just basically to give that candidate every single opportunity that you can to say, hey, I think something's been misreported on me. Um, it's not meant to drag out for weeks and months. No, absolutely. Okay. And so then once they, once they do that, um, we send them that adverse letter, pre-adverse letter, uh, they come back and what is the, they come back and say, well, no, those things are not accurate or this instance is not accurate. Um, what does that employer do? And what's the, what's the, what's the employer's job and what's the background screening company's job? Well, usually, typically, the, the candidate will reach out to the CRA uh, and say, hey, this is what I am disputing. Uh, and then our team will take hold of that and reopen that uh, screening. And we will go ahead and reinvestigate every single component that they are disputing. Uh, we will amend that file. And then at that point, we send it to the client. You know, we'll let the client know that your candidate has disputed A, B, and C, we're reinvestigating, please give us a few days and then we'll amend the report and get it back to the client so they can make their decision. Okay. And, and, and when we talk about this information um, that's being disputed, it's not necessarily that the background check company pulled the wrong information. It's that there could have been a mix up at the courthouse I guess there's a wide range of, of reasons that these, that these errors could have happened. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, with, I've been doing this a long time and um, sometimes, you know, you'll get an employer on the phone and they'll pull up the wrong Mary Smith and we may get a, an incorrect ending date, which will make a flag on the report. Well, you know, that is important. You know, if that is a critical job, that that person needs verified to move on with their employment, we'll need to make sure that we get that re-verified. You know, if that same information is verified again, then that is what we return. If we get a different set of circumstances, we amend that report, tell the client, this is what we did upon re-verification. And then it's the client's decision, whether that's going to be something that, um, you know, they would like to end or move forward with. Same thing with a criminal record. Um, you know, it's a human error. Maybe we did not get reported something that should have been or vice versa, but it's typically just an error. And that is why it's so critical to give that candidate the opportunity to raise their hand and say, this is not me. Uh, and, and we certainly take that very seriously. Right. No, absolutely. Especially with that. I mean, that's, that's somebody's job and somebody's livelihood. Absolutely. You know? And, and, you know, you, you have to treat every one of those, you know, the way you would want to be treated. You know, we, we take it very seriously and see it through to the end every single time. That's right. And so um, essentially what happens is there's a whole nother round, as you mentioned, a whole nother round of, uh, of review done on that, um, on that record. Um, and then once that comes back, I guess if it, if it comes back and we find that, hey, for whatever reason that, that information um, changed, then the employer can make another decision on whether it precludes that, that employee or not. And then 
So what happens if they, if they look at that and they just, even after that, all the information was correct and they just, uh, and they do decide to uh, not hire that person. What's that next step that they have to perform um, to, you know, to kind of, I guess, to finalize this process? Right. Well, if they, if they have been provided corrections uh, made after the dispute, uh, the employer should review this uh, information. And if the, if the decision at that point is made not to move forward, then the adverse action notice uh, must be sent at that time, letting the candidate know that they will not be pursuing um, that employment. Okay. And then at that point, it, the, I guess it is the, the process is done. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and all of this is done in a way where there is a paper trail and you have to absolutely document all of this um, and, and, you know, make sure that you have dotted all your I's and crossed all your T's with this whole process. Um, it, it's very critical. Okay. Okay. No. And that, and that's very helpful. Cause as I mentioned, I think, um, for a lot of groups or a lot of employers, they may not be aware of this. Um, background checks are becoming more and more important to make sure that employers know who they're hiring. Uh, and so as that occurs, I think it's more and more important for, you know, for us to get that word out on these different processes that are required. Um, and it's a, it's a law under the Fair Credit Reporting Act that this has to be done and if it doesn't, it just opens these employers up for um, for huge penalties and, and fines if they don't do it. Correct. And, you know, I, I tell clients all the time, you do this, you do the disclosure of the authorization, the pre-adverse, the adverse, you do all of this on every single candidate. Don't pick and choose. You do this in a consistent manner, the way that you run your background checks. This is the the last course, you know, if it must be implemented, you must make sure that you document this and that you are doing this in every situation that you do not move forward with. No, and I I think that's such a great point because that's the, that's the golden rule in human resources, right? Consistency, treat everybody the same. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I've heard people over the, you know, in the past, well, you know, Kim, I know, I know this guy, I know his family, you know, I, I know I don't have to run criminal background checks and da, da, da. Well, I'm telling you, you know, I tell them point blank, I can't make them do this, but I can certainly educate them and let them know you must treat everyone the same. And it, it, it applies to the level of background screening you do, the authorization, the pre-adverse, and the adverse action. It, it's critical that, that people take that seriously. It is. And, it, to that, and that's a great example because I know, or a great point, I know we, uh, we had a client <clears throat> that um, that exact same thing happened. Hired, hired someone. Uh, he's a family friend. I've known his parents forever. Um, great kid love the kid, nothing would ever be wrong. Um, hired him as a manager, ended up, um, you know, buying and selling drugs in the business, um, all kinds of things, uh, and, and had a, had a criminal background check history as well, uh, that this guy didn't know about. He just assumed since he knew the fa- the parents and the family that he was a great kid, uh, and did not run background check on him. And all this came out later, 
uh, after he found out they, you know, there was some drug activity in his business because of this guy. So um, you're right, regardless of, of who it is, who, you know, you know, be consistent and, and, and do it for everybody. Absolutely. Because at that point you have damaged the morale in your office. You know, you have shown, you know, uh, a light that you shouldn't to your other employees and you are absolutely damaging your brand um, at that point. And those are all things that I think every business owner kind of holds true to their heart, that those are the things that they need to protect on a daily basis. And these things, if you do them correctly, will do just that. That's right. Well, good. Well, you know, I really appreciate you joining us today. I think that was some great information um, and, and really appreciate you joining us. It's always my pleasure. Yeah. So, um, so tell us how, how we can get in touch with you if we need to. Well, you can reach me directly at 866-899-8970. My direct extension is going to be 118. Or you can email me at K, the letter K, L-E-W-I-S at myhrscreens.com. And I'm happy to email with you or happy to jump on a call with you to discuss this further. Great. Thank you. And we want to thank everybody listening today. Uh, we really do appreciate you joining us. Hopefully these are these podcasts are helpful. Um, if you do have topics that, that you would be interested in that maybe we haven't hit yet, please let us know. You can email us at podcast at myhrbuzz.com. And also, as I mentioned before, please make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're finding us uh, so that you can always have the most up-to-date up information. Um, if you'd like to reach me, uh, you can reach me at 855-538-6947. My direct extension is 108. Um, or you can email me at ccooley at myhrconcierge.com. And again, we appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you next time.